0: Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is Liam Hendricks, and you're watching Crosstown Crosstalk on the Barroom Network.
1: Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised.
0: Every summer in Chicago, The sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown, Crosstalk. Hello, and welcome to another very exciting episode of Crosstown, Crosstalk, presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny Parisi, and brr, it's getting cold out there because winter is coming. That's right, the Major League Baseball Association, known as I don't know what that means, the Major League Baseball Associate. Like, I made that up in my head. They went through the winter meetings over this last week. It took place in the great city, one of my favorite cities that I've ever visited in the United States of America, Nashville, Tennessee, the music city, Broadway, hella fun. It never stops. It's basically, you ever see the movie 51st Dates? Going to Nashville is like 50 first dates. You just relive the same day over and over and over again until you get way too tired and you eventually come back home. Um, Major League Baseball, they have eventually come back home. Has been all good on the front of the Chicago White Sox or the Chicago Cubs. But as the winter meetings were coming to a conclusion yesterday, two rather prominent teams in the league over the last handful of years started a trade left the winter meetings, and then the trade resumed and ended up getting figured out late last night. I want to bring in somebody to talk about it, of course. I'm talking about my very good friend, basically a co-host of this show at this point. I'm talking about Joe Mandel. Joseph, what's up?
1: What's up, Vinny? What's up, dude? Baseball. Baseball. The hot, is up the hot stove is getting
0: hotter. Isn't it? But worst winter meetings in the last five years? Possibly. I think probably. Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I, and the reason is, is because of Otani.
0: That's fair. That's fair. At least there, there was not many major like stories, but there was major intrigue. So that's fair.
1: And and Ohtani, the reason the in winter meetings kind of sucked is because Otani's going to judge a team on if they leak information about his contract and they're all trying to honor the request of the player. So that's why you had so many people like, shh, hush, hush. Although Dave Roberts kind of messed up and talked about how he had a discussion with uh, Otani's crew, and I'm sure the Dodgers uh, may have lost contention because of it.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Um, The only winter meeting I can think of that might – you're right that definitely like adds a layer to it and made it somewhat exciting, at least to like hear about the potential of it. The Bryce Harper, Manny Machado winter meeting stunk too, because they very, uh, very rarely do two 26 year olds reach free agency. Normally they're 29, 30, 31, and there's risk involved. There was really no risk involved with Manny Machado and Bryce Harper giving them 10 year deals. Really? It wasn't dumb at all. And we're seeing why now, um, You know Otani, there's some risk, there's some injury. He's 30, about to be, I think. Like, there's all sorts of things that come with that. Same thing with Judge last year, but um, as far as the Otani thing, I was listening this morning, and we'll lead off with Otani here. I was listening this morning, Joe, to one of my favorite programs, Captain J Hood in the morning, ESPN 1000. Those guys like to get all nice and angry sometimes. They definitely have some good, fun conversations. A fellow who was from Japan and he considered himself to be Japanese American. He might have been born here, but he lived in Japan for twenty five years. He yeah. went through and gave like a precise history of Japanese athletes. And Kappa J would normally like interrupt their callers and like you know feed in tidbits and eventually cut him off and boot him off. They let this guy run for like five straight minutes. And he went down the history of Japanese athletes. And like the the one that stood out to me was when he talked about Ichiro Suzuki. And Ichiro, he played his entire career with the Seattle Mariners, right? You know, a Northwestern team that really isn't in the spotlight too often. And by the time he got over to the Yankees, the dynasty was over. It wasn't what it, you know, they weren't the The evil empire, you know, Darth Vader, Yankees. It wasn't like that for them at that point. Um, That's just kind of the culture in Japan to, like, kind of just be down, chill. Like, I don't want to discuss too many things. He's not moved by big cities or popularity. And the same thing is being applied here to Shohei Otani. So I think us loud Ignorant Americans are over here, like, what do you mean you don't want to say uh, the teams to say anything, show? Like, what do you think this is, you know? And then, you know, you you hear it from somebody with a little bit more insight. It's just just a cultural difference. The way Otani is with his camp and not wanting teams to, you know, he doesn't want 50,000 fans outside the stadium as he's walking in for a meeting, you know, a hard negotiation. It kind of changed my perspective this morning because I was about to come on the show and kind of roast Otani, like, what the hell do you think? it's like you know and i'm i'm kind of i'm moved by it i don't know what your thoughts are on the whole thing
1: yeah you know I'm, i kind of fall somewhere in between right it's like at the end of the day the team that wants you is going to pay you a shit ton of money right so like i i get that you're traditional and like i totally respect that but like you're sort of making it more about you than you are about the team, and I get it. You're the kind of player that wants to come in. You want to have a great relationship with the front office. You want to know what their plan is. Um, but Otani is, shoot. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he's going to be a hitter for at least one year, maybe more, give or take, depending on how the rehab progresses. He's gonna he's gonna pick someone that has a good rotation, right? He's going to pick somewhere that you would think is a team that wants to win. So is he really going to hold stuff against teams for talking about sources? I mean, it's been pretty quiet for the most part outside of Dave Roberts saying that he talked with them, you know? So for me, I'm kind of somewhere in between Vin. But one thing I've been hearing for four days now is that we're close. We're close. We're close. There's going to be a deal in the coming days. I sure hope we get one by this weekend because I don't think I can take another three days of this.
0: Los Angeles Dodgers, Toronto Blue Jays, Chicago Cubs, San Francisco Giants. Did I just name Shohei Otani's next team?
1: Can you say it one more time?
0: Dodgers, Giants, Cubs, Blue Jays.
1: Yes, I think you did.
0: Okay, I left one off specifically.
1: Yeah, not the Yankees. Uh,
0: oh, no, 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 no. I left off the Angels, who are in on him. I think uh, oh. Otani's done with he's New done. York. He's done with New York. He's not going to the Yankees or the Mets, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, he's not going to New York, and I think he's done with the Angels. Okay. Uh, personally, I think it's the fourth team on your list. I think it's the Blue Jays, man. Which, that would shock me. because like It wouldn't shock let me. Tell me you, that, that's me my tell favorite you. for him, too. First, tell me why you're shocked, and then I'll tell you why you shouldn't be shocked.
0: I'm not shocked in terms of that's what I think could happen. I do. I do foresee that potentially happening. I'm shocked. Shohei would do that knowing everything I know about him. The Toronto Blue Jays in the eyes of Americans are not seen as this like prominent. They're not considered like the Yankees or the Dodgers or even the Giants. Um, You know, the Texas Rangers even probably have more of a cult following in the U S the Toronto Blue Jays are everyone in Canada's favorite baseball team. It doesn't even have to be anywhere near Toronto, Quebec, British Columbia, Alberta, uh, Nova Scotia, um, Manitoba, all of it, Saskatchewan, literally all of them. Their favorite baseball team is the Toronto Blue Jays. They are the national baseball team there other than during the World Cup of Baseball or whatever, the World Baseball Classic, Olympics, whatever it is. The Toronto Blue Jays are that team. There is there is media pressure for playing for the Toronto Blue Jays. Probably top five or six in all of Major League Baseball. Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Cubs, sure, Blue Jays. I honestly believe that about the Toronto Blue Jays. There is media pressure there. So the fact that and they've been the most yippity-yippity about meeting well, sure. with him outside of Dave Roberts that's one individual with the Dodgers from a media standpoint i've seen I've seen hockey reporters putting out there that Otani met with the Blue Jays and stuff like that like if he goes to the blue Jays I will be surprised in that aspect I'm not surprised that they're in the running at all
1: yeah I think I think you brought it up in your whole little rant there why, why he's going. Correction, why I think he will end up there. Everyone's favorite baseball team in Canada is the Toronto Blue Jays. He's a megastar in North America. I'm sorry, in the United States. Now he could be a superstar in all of Canada and all of Asia. The Toronto Blue Jays also, the owner of the Blue Jays also owns a communications company that's trying to branch out into Asia. So, getting this guy with a six hundred million dollar deal, which is, I guarantee you, is what it's going to be, is not only going to be for all of that; it's going to help them branch out and get new customers in a new a new area. And I know it's not so much about that, but it is part of the equation. This is also a team in Toronto that's got a great rotation. I'd say it's probably a top five rotation in baseball. Would you agree with that, Vin? Yeah, i think oh, yeah. they're pretty damn good. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they, can they got score a great location.
1: <laughs> and then they're going to have to lock down those guys. I mean, they have Bo Bichette, who they're going to have to pay big money. Uh, they have Guerrero Jr., who's going to need big money, but it's not as big as Bichette money because he hasn't performed where he needs to be. So they're going to have to keep everything together if they want to get Otani. But they, they can certainly compete. They're in the toughest division in baseball. There's no doubt about that. But Otani gets that exposure in the toughest division in baseball, which is going to be one of those biggest things for him, not only for his brand, but for branching out into a whole other country. And he doesn't have to share the spotlight with a Mookie Betts. He doesn't have to share the spotlight with all the superstars on the Dodgers. Sure, are there superstars in the Toronto Blue Jays? Absolutely. Guerrero Jr. is a superstar, not nearly on the level of Otani. Bobachette, not on the level of Voltani. Great players, all in their own right. But there'd be no doubt in anyone's mind who the face of the franchise is. And I think that's part of the equation. i just can't wait to see what happens.
0: I you flipped me. So hard, like I want him to go to Toronto so bad as of right now. I've been flipping back and forth on who I want him to go with. Um, I was even for like a hot minute there. I'm a diehard White Sox fan, that's my favorite team. It's my second favorite team, and they're kind of tied for my first favorite team in all of sports. They've pissed me off so much recently that, like, you know, I almost said my set, but they're tied for my favorite team in all of sports. I almost was rooting for him to just go to the Cubs so I could go watch him whenever the hell I feel like it, like whenever I feel like it. Um, I do not live far from Wrigley Field at all. I can go there whenever I want. That's kind of what I was hoping for for a minute. I am now all of a sudden thinking about how great it would be because in Toronto, they have superstars in the hockey world. And I know hockey doesn't reach what baseball does. But in Canada, Austin Matthews is probably the biggest sports star of any Team, any sport. If you add Shohei Otani to that mix, yep. And and Austin Matthews is big in the US too because he's American. He's probably the best American player active right now. So Toronto can kind of like with those two things. The Raptors have won a championship more recently than both of those teams. Yep. Toronto could be kind of one of the centerpieces of the sports world all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. It between these three teams that they have there. And you know, I don't know that that would just be freaking sweet if he went to Toronto. Now that I'm thinking about it, he would join the rotation in 2025. He'd probably bat second or third playing with them right now. He'd have more protection in the lineup there than he ever had. Um, you know, I know there was Mike Trout in Anaheim, but you know what? Mike Trout was injured a lot, too. So he wasn't yeah. always there protecting Otani, you know. the, And so if Trout is hurt, then all of a sudden Otani's not as protected. In Toronto's case, if any of these guys get hurt, there's a next man up. This guy could come in and be, you know, they have so many good players and they're not afraid to spend money when it is needed. They Even George Springer, that dude's awesome. And they have Barrios and, you know, just plenty of other really good players there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm You've kind of persuaded me a little bit. I think Toronto would be an outstanding destination for Otani.
1: It would. And, and, and do I want to be greedy and say I'd love to see him play in Chicago and be able to go see him a couple times a year? sure but I, I just I and and making no doubt he would be the face of the Cubs too there's, there's zero doubt about that I just the cards seem to be landing correctly with him to go to Toronto the only thing like you said is it's they're not as tight-lipped about the situation down there I don't know if it's because the media is trying to throw folks off or whatever I've heard Zilch about the Cubs so maybe that's good news for the Cubs you know I but I'm just getting a vibe that he's going to end up in Toronto. Do you think too this might play into it? So
0: obviously we're going to get to it in a minute but the New York Yankees traded for Juan Soto. The and you know, so they're going to be competitive if they sign a starting pitcher or two. I think they could probably use one or two more relievers too, but their lineup is really really good and you know, the Boston Red Sox they they have good pieces. I I don't necessarily think they're a powerhouse right now, but you know what? The Red Sox either come in last place or make it to the ALCS. Like it's literally no, like just any given year, any given year they pop off and are in the ALCS and you blink your eye. Um, You know, they were people, they were in the ALCS as recent as 2021, that great White Sox season. The Red Sox ended up making it to the ALCS that year and gave the Houston Astros a run for their money. Um, Then you got the Rays. Year after year after year, the Rays are just always one of the best teams in the league. You really can't put your finger on why, other than the fact that they have, you know, spectacular pitching and a good enough offense. It's going to be tough without um, our buddy Wander Franco, who's very far from our buddy for a lot of reasons. I was going to say, but um, you know, and then the Baltimore Orioles—they're outstanding too these days. That's a division with you know five really good teams. The balanced schedule, though that we have in the league now. They don't play each other as much. The Toronto Mm -hmm. Blue Jays, they would be able to feast more on the AL Central and the AL West. And you're not playing your inner division rivals quite as much. It makes room for all of them to have better records overall.
1: Yeah, And, and one thing I want to point out is I know that there was a lot of talk about the Yankees improving their rotation via trade. Well, I think what happened yesterday probably wipes that out at least in terms of getting a major piece via trade, because they sent a lot of pieces in that deal. Vin, for uh, uh, for Soto, yeah, they
0: they definitely did, and it's a one year thing. Yeah, one As, year
1: rental, but they're going to pay him.
0: Yes, I think they pay him eventually too. Um, it is, it's one of those things where they're the New York Yankees, and they haven't really they haven't really shown their might in a really long time. I think trading for Stanton was the last time and that worked out mm-hmm. okay. He's still going to be there this year. He he's good for some home runs. But um yeah, I I think this is a good move for the New York Yankees. They're going to be a powerhouse. Aaron Judge and Juan Soto are both probably top 3 hitters in the league right now. Yeah. I think if you were to name the four best hitters, you would include Alvarez and Otani. Those are probably the four best hitters in the league, but having two of them in the same lineup, I mean, it's going to be spectacular. I'm very much looking forward to seeing Soto. There's Tim
1: hitting a home run in Yankee Stadium. Look how far that went.
0: Yep. He's got four home runs in six games at Yankee Stadium, I think. Six career games at Yankee Stadium. Four home runs. I mean, just spectacular, spectacular stuff from him. He'll take advantage of that short porch right? Oh, like for sure. He'll probably have a couple extra home runs that he might not have had on another team. And his career OPS at Yankee Stadium now, it's a smaller sample size, of course. 1,200 uh, is his, you know, and that's like, if you had that, you'd be the greatest player ever over your career. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I like the move for the
1: Yankees. It, it's funny, Derek Jeter predicted it and before the postseason ended, he was on one of those pre-postgame shows saying that the Yankees should go after Soto, and sure enough, they did. So, it's a great fit. It's going to help out that team. I was telling you before the show, Ben. I think they're two, one or two starting pitchers away from from being a real, real contender for a World Series title.
0: Do you feel that they're also not? They're not annoying. Like, I, I don't know, they're, they're just not like, I don't get evil empire uh, vibes from this Yankee team anymore.
1: No, I think it's because they kind of fell from grace, right? Um, last year, they were one of the worst offenses in the league. There was only one worse offense than the New York Yankees last year, Van, You know who it was?
0: Uh, it's definitely the Chicago White Sox.
1: No, it wasn't. It was oh. the Oakland A's.
0: I, th- I thought that's why you were chuckling.
1: Well, They were, I mean, they sh- were, they were pretty bad, too. <laughs> which is saying a lot. This is the Yankees we're talking about.
0: Yeah, and they had Judge. I, he was er- hurt a little early in the year, but they were eventually, you know, he was eventually back. So to have the best offensive player in the league and be the second-worst offense, that goes to show how the rest of the team performed.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, man. I, I'd, I'd love to see them get some starting pitching help which they will. I have no doubts in my mind. The Yankees didn't really do a whole lot money-wise last year. So, well, I guess besides paying Judge, (laughs) but (laughs) I guess that's a big one. Then they're going to pay Soto. I imagine they might even get that done before the season starts. So, we'll see.
0: Their GM, Brian Cashman, was on the hot seat in terms of the fans. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, how can you – I mean – you traded for the arguably the best player in the league. There, There's an argument to be made that I, I think Otani's the best player in the league because he's a top-five pitcher and a top-four hitter. Um, But I think the best all-around position player that's not Otani is probably Juan Soto.
1: Yeah, i would give it that. And Soto's still young. What, is yes. he going to be 30?
0: No, I don't even think he's that He's old. like
1: 28, 27? Let me see.
0: I honestly think he might even be younger than that, Joe. Um he is He's 25. 25, oh yeah. Like I, he's been in the league for so he he has the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado mold where he started so young and he hit uh-huh. the ground running so young that he became a free agent so early because he had all that um time logged in the league that what's the uh, service time? He had all that logged early. So by mm-hmm. the time he's 26 he's a free agent just like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. He's a he's a borderline Hall of Famer already. I mean, he's got a 28 and a half war in his career and he's 25. He absolutely yeah, if he puts together 10 more years of being a six-war player, he's in the high 50s low 60s he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, he's already a three-time All-Star a 2019 World Series champion, a four-time Silver Slugger award winner, a batting champion, and a home run derby champion. I mean, this guy has been off the charts. It didn't even feel like he was one of the best players in the league last year. 35 home runs, uh, 930 OPS, 109 RBIs, 97 runs scored, 5.5 WAR. That's a low-end season for Juan Soto. Where where did he finish in the MVP? He was 6th. Yeah, I was gonna say he
1: was like six or seven.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the dude is a dude. I can't wait to see him play for the Yankees, to be honest with you. They're fun. That's I, I, the most fun I'm going to have had watching the Yankees, yeah. I think, in a long time.
1: And he's already after the, the hearts of Yankees fans. They posted a video, I think it was either late last night or earlier this morning, of him going to the MLB store in New York. And uh, he was buying a Jeter jersey. And he's like, oh, I got to support the captain. And Derek... Cheater, can you sign this for me? You know, and he's he reached he's going to reach out to him and him sign it. So like he's already just going for right for the heart of Yankees fans.
0: As he should. I mean, that's a good way to be ingratiated with um, you know, the fans of the team and um I I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a great move for them. The AL East is just absolutely stacked. And if Shohei Ohtani goes to Toronto and the Red Sox make a couple moves, the O's maybe trade for Dylan Cease. They got Kimbrel yesterday. I don't love that. You know, it's funny. The uh, I have a I thing. With, that. I have a thing with my friend. I was telling you pre-show, and you are free to join the bandwagon with us. We're creating. We're going to decide on a friendship team. And what I mean by a friendship team is a team that we cheer for when the Chicago White Sox inevitably stink. And we just need a team to add a little extra fun to our life, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so we could chat about and maybe podcast about a little bit. Um, The O's were like the front runner and then they signed Kimbrel. And we were both like, no, I'm not I'm not putting my happiness, my well-being, my fun in Craig Kimbrell's hands ever again? No, no shot. They 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 were immediately taken off the table the second they signed him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh man, I, I, they fell so far from grace, like in the postseason. And I think it's—I said it before—they didn't trade for Cease during the season, and I think they paid for not having that big name ace. But. They're certainly going to need some help. Uh, I'm surprised there's not been as much, that much action as of yet in the meetings, but the Soto trade kind of makes up for it a little bit. There's there's a lot coming, Vin, uh, a lot coming down the pipe. Um, the Sox haven't done much, but they're going to be the Chicago Royals here soon.
0: Yeah, they are going to be the Chicago Royals soon. Now, For a little bit here, I want to talk about the Chicago Cubs.
1: Yeah, please.
0: The Chicago Cubs... Are in on Otani, as we mentioned. They also Mm -hmm. last year they had Bellinger, and he's an unrestricted free agent now. And agent Scott Boris confirmed that he is looking for he's looking for the bag, as the young kids say today. Um, I'm not cool anymore, but I'm still allowed to say stuff like the bag. I think, which is to describe like a lot of money. Um, It's yeah, yeah, it does really slap. You know, it's lit, dude. The Bellinger sweepstakes, though, it's going to obviously wait, I think, until after Otani figures it out.
1: Oh, probably.
0: I'm so... I've all off season and my girlfriend's family's big Cub fans. I'm surrounded by Cub fans. Quite frankly, I have people that I'm personally related to that enjoy Chicago Cubs baseball. Um, I've been a hater for most of my life. I have pulled back since the white Sox really started to fall off a cliff about halfway through last year. Cause I, I can't find it in my heart to poo poo on the Cubs when the white Sox are like, just this huge disgrace i just um, can't sorry. i i have integrity i have integrity if they were both great i would root for the cubs to go oh 162 i probably will get back to that again in my life but right now i just can't i can't feel like i'm smart and take myself seriously if right. i were to do that right now i would just feel dumb i would look like an idiot and so I all off season I've been like, oh, the Cubs, the, you know, they gave Craig Council the bag. He's the highest paid manager in the history of the game. They're gonna be in on Otani. Maybe they'll bring back Bellinger. You know, they're you know, they're not gonna be relying on Nick Madrigal and Peter Crow Armstrong and Matt Mervis and guys like that. Miles Mastroboni is probably not gonna get many at bats next season. And now with the way the offseason is going, Soto went to the freaking Yankees. Otani possibly not going to the Cubs. Are they going to hand Craig Council a worse roster than they handed David Ross last year? I don't
1: think so. No, I don't think so.
0: And I, I, I'm curious to hear why I'm not saying I disagree.
1: I just think that they know that they, they have such a good manager. I don't think that they're going to be like, well, let's get one of the best managers in baseball and give him a, C plus roster. I just, I just don't see that happening for a team, a mega team like the Cubs. They're going to do something. They got something up their sleeves. So I've got zero doubts about that. Uh, I don't know what that move is. I mean, ideally it's, it's getting Otani, but, um, and, and you've heard him not say a word, which is great. That's what Otani wants. So maybe that's, maybe that's, you know, the secret to getting Otani is they haven't said Jack about it. Uh, obviously that would change the franchise forever. So I think that's what they're all in on right now. That's why you haven't heard anything else.
0: That makes total sense. Um, I, I'm I'm with you because it just sounds so crazy that they would go out there and cr- give Craig Council the most money and fire David Ross unexpectedly because Council became available and he comes over from your division rival. And then all of a sudden you have Nick Madrigal playing second. Or no, he wouldn't be playing second. He's playing third. And you got Morrell in the outfield, and Morrell's a good player, but I think you there are some upgrades. You got Peter Crow Armstrong starting in center. He hasn't even got his first MLB hit yet. He was up for like two weeks to end the season. He still doesn't have his first MLB, I don't think. And, you know, you don't know who's going to play first base because that was Bellinger all of last season. Mm-hmm. Suzuki's a really good player, and I love Swanson and Horner. Those are great players. They got some pretty good pitching, but, like, you know, It's still like it's the shell of a really good team right now, in my opinion. And I think they could become a really good team with some supplementing. They could trade for Peter Alonzo. I think that would be something. But like, are the Mets going to do that? Actually, I know it's a I think they are. And if they are, the Cubs will certainly be one of the frontrunners. Do they bring back Bellinger? Um, You know, I'm not out on Peter Armstrong because he didn't hit the ground running, you know, in his September call up. That happens all the time. He's a top prospect in the league. I think he's going to be great. But, you know, they cannot go into next season. If we get to the early stages of February, like if we're at the Super Bowl and the Cubs really haven't done anything yet, that's going to not be a good look. I don't think the fans of that team are going to be too happy.
1: You mean, you mean you mean to tell me the Cubs aren't going to go sign Joey Votto? No. I would be stunned.
0: That's a White Sox I, move.
1: I was about to say the exact same thing, Ben.
0: <laughs> Joey Votto, late stages of his career, coming to the 40-year-old, yeah. And, like, you got Whit Merrifield and Joey Votto on the right side of the infield. Let's go. Trying to win the 2015 World Series championship. That'd be That's great. Not,
1: that does sound like a Jerry Reinsdorf move. For
0: it sure. really does. I mean, I, I think Joey Votto... You know, Canadian guy. Hey, go play with Shohei in Toronto. Go, go be their bench first baseman, DH. You know, when Otani need when Otani's pitching, you could be the DH and fourth, or no, I guess you forfeit the DH when Otani pitches. I don't know. There are plenty of places for Joey Votto. I don't know if he's going to hang him up or play, but, you know, I'm excited to see where he lands. But that'll be late in the offseason, I think, if he lands somewhere. Yeah. Um, similar to like with Elvis Andrews. But yeah. Well, I could go on. Joey Votto in his prime is probably one of the most underrated players in Major League Baseball. I think he went like his first 3,000 at-bats. That's probably pushing it. But he went like a crazy amount of at-bats without popping up on the infield. Yeah. Just a
1: good player. Bonkers. Absolutely bonkers.
0: So, the Cubs, they better figure it out. They got a lot of work to do. And then, you know, to kind of wrap up the show a little bit, talk about, you know, wrap up the winter meetings. Because, again, the winter meetings, there's a lot of speculation and stuff. There weren't many concrete moves made compared to other years, but the White Sox, they did make one. Um, Obviously, they are bringing in um, Eric Feedy who was with the Washington nationals for a long time. And he really kind of stunk. He was a first round pick, never really reached his potential. And then he goes over to the KBO, the Korean baseball organization. And you might remember the KPO got real popular during COVID because their league ran. Um, There was the only running baseball in the country during that summer of 20 or in the world in the summer of 2020 until the 60 game season started for major league baseball. Um, he goes to the KBO, he adds a sweeper to his repertoire and all of a sudden he's 20 and six with a 2.00 era. And I know it's the KBO. It's not major league baseball, but guys who go in that league and succeed usually come to this league. They don't have the same numbers, but they're usually respectable pitchers. If you're elite in that league, you're usually respectable in this league Sure. We'll see what happens for the White Sox. The other big story, manager or owner Jerry Reinsdorf met with the mayor of Nashville, which is where the White Sox were rumored to be thinking about moving when their six-year run at yeah. Guaranteed Ray Fields is over. And that
1: lease is coming up soon. It's
0: six years from now, so we will see. Um, Joe, your reaction to Eric Feedy and the Jerry Reinsdorf meeting with the mayor of Nashville.
1: Uh, the Eric Feedy thing, I, I really couldn't care less. I want to see what the guy does in spring, you know. Um, I mean, certainly – they put some money out there, but I think it could end up being something good. I, I'm not excited about it. I don't hate it. So as in terms of Jerry meeting with the mayor of of Nashville, uh, pisses me off, actually, because I, after all the speculation and everything, but uh, it's just talk. I mean, the fact that he actually met tells me that there's some truth to it, uh, at least to a certain extent. And a million people have asked me this week if the Sox moved to Nashville would you still be a fan and the answer would be no.
0: I understand. I completely understand. I would not be either. I'd be done. I prob- I don't know if I would pick a favorite team, but it wouldn't be wouldn't be the Nashville team if I did pick one at all yeah
1: yeah i mean i it's 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 annoying i hope it's just a bunch of lip service kind of like the the chicago bears are doing like with these different suburbs i hope that's all it is but yeah
0: I, I i feel the same way um they they are in trouble with you know the 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 perception of the team but i think uh uh, the Ryan he had to know that meeting with this mayor of Nashville would cause a stir especially after the comments that were made remember it was in august when there was you know the issues with you know Yasmani Grandall and possibly a fight in the locker room and Tim Anderson got in a fight and there was a shooting in the stadium potentially and you know and then all the these
1: moving story came out
0: yeah. yeah yeah and you know all the all the issues that were going on. And then this thing with Nashville at the same time, it was just like a big dump on the face of white Sox fans. But, um, no, it is what it is. If they move, that would just be a tragedy. I honestly think it would be a tragedy. We're talking about the Chicago white Sox, you know, the field of dreams team for love of the game, shoeless Jackson, you know, all the stuff that is, it would be like the bears moving. Honestly, I know they're not as popular anymore, and that's really at the fault of Jerry Reinsdorf because before he was the owner, they were equally as popular as the Cubs. Yeah, there's go back and watch videos of the White Sox playing in the '80s and '90s. They had a full stadium every day, no matter what, and they were in on high-end free agents. They get guys like Albert Bell and develop guys like Frank Thomas, and you know, all of a sudden now they're viewed as this pipsqueak ass team. They they deal with penalties of being a large market team in Major League Baseball. Because because they came in fifth place for the draft lottery yesterday, and all of the sudden, now next year when Jordan Holiday's younger brother, which is Matt Holiday's his mm-hmm. two kids, he's in the draft next year. All of a sudden, the White Sox are ineligible because they had a top six pick and they're a big market team, so they can't make a top ten pick two years in a row. It's just disgusting. This team stinks.
1: You use the word disgusting, Vin. I don't know if you heard the story. Apparently, the White Sox told Jason Benetti that he's disgusting. Did you Did you read this story? No,
0: no, they did.
1: Again, it's all it's one of those stories that the sources cite this and that. I mean, I don't know who from the White Sox outside of Jerry Reinsdorf would have said that, but uh, that'd be a little uh, a little over the top. Yeah, because Jason is a class act.
0: That would be just absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible.
1: And and do you make any truth to rumors floating around that the White Sox are pulling back on a deal for Dylan Cease? I, I have a hard time believing that since his value is high right now.
0: Yeah, I, I think they're probably, they might not be getting the offers they think they should be for Dylan Cease. So it wouldn't shock me if they let the Otani thing play out and, you know, see where Blake Snell signs, who's probably, and, uh, Yamamoto, where he signs, those are probably the three. Yeah, 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 Montgomery. You know, some of the big high-end free agent pitchers. We'll see where they land, but um, it's going to be interesting because I just, I don't know. If they don't get a great return for Cease, they're in big trouble.
1: Yeah, well, I think they won't take the trade if they don't. Yeah. Same thing with Eloy is what we talked about last week, so. Yep. That's and, then gonna be the, tough. and then the White Sox, they did uh, select a, a left-handed pitcher in the Rule 5 draft yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. Yep. Uh, Shane Drowin from the Red Sox. Again, nothing to write home about, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, that's going to be interesting. They're, I think they're going to be so trash next year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I be surprised if they win 50 games. That's why, that's why we need a... That's why we need a friendship team. We need a friendship team. Let's go Yankees. I don't know if that's the team yet, but I really like Juan Soto. So, you know, so that's the winter meetings. Hopefully, you know, the White Sox and the Cubs find a way to not stink forever. I'm not really counting on it, but um, it's going to be interesting. So. I'm thankful to everybody who watched this show and participated in all of our chat about the winter meetings. There's really not much else outside of the Juan Soto stuff. I know Tyler Glasnow's name is coming up in possible trade talks. I do think he probably gets traded to an NL Central team. I think the Cardinals will be involved. The Cubs will obviously be involved. The Brew Crew, um, they need pitching help. Um, So, you know, we'll see what happens. But it's interesting times. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think Glasnow's... He's going to fetch a fetch a small ransom, but this is a guy that's going to help a team a big-time need. I would love to see him in the Central, hopefully. I mean, I don't think he'll be on the Cubs, but it would certainly be cool if he was.
0: <laughs> yes, it absolutely would be cool if he was, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and as far as the rest of the sports, the Bears are in action this weekend. They play the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Um, interesting game interesting game
1: yeah yeah i i think they're gonna get destroyed probably but the the run defense has been better as of late so i'm interested to see what what justin fields can do against a detroit team that's been giving up more points than than advertised as of late do Um, the bears
0: have a top 10 defense
1: right now they do yeah i think they do they can they just got to improve a little bit in secondary I think that'll be a need in the off season, but I think this defense is kind of back to where they need to be. Um, so I'm interested to see how they close out the season heading into the off season. Um, it's amazing that they're still in the hunt for a playoff spot, which is bizarre to me. But I, I don't see that happening.
0: They're in the hunt and could have two top five picks.
1: Yep, it's, it's amazing, crazy. isn't it? Crazy. The league stinks crazy. in a lot of ways.
0: It really kind of does.
1: Speaking of the league stinking, there's a stinker of a game tonight. It's Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh against um, New England. It's Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. Vin, it's the lowest over under from sports books in the history of the NFL at thirty and a half points.
0: I would probably take the under,
1: and I'm taking the under.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: I mean, I, I think Pittsburgh wins it, but, I, geez, the game is going to stink. I
0: I would be stunned if it goes if it goes over, like much over. Trubisky, I know Mike North, huge fan, had his presser earlier today. I kind of want the Patriots to win for three reasons. One, I'm always going to be a Tom Brady guy. Tom Brady's alumni teams are, you know, my second, and third favorite teams forever probably. But um, I also want the Bears to have a chance at a better pick. New England winning would improve that. And I really don't want to hear people talk about how Mitch Trubisky went out there and played well. And then I gotta, I'm going to be at the game on Sunday and i got to watch Justin Fields you know, take a dump against Detroit after Mitch Trubisky just played a great game against the Patriots, who have a pretty good defense themselves. Some people say the this... Patriots have a Super Bowl defense with the worst offense in the league.
1: Yeah, which is why I think this game has got such a low over under total. I think both offenses uh I this could be even this could be a, a 6 to 3, 9 to 6 kind of game. So
0: I like, could also see the Steelers winning like 21 to 3 and that would still hit the under.
1: That would still go under. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting to me. So the league stinks in a lot of ways. There's a lot of good teams, there's a lot of really bad teams, and not much in between.
0: No, I think the mediocre teams are are bad.
1: Or, yeah, right now.
0: Yeah, and the, there are I think fourteen backups scheduled to start this weekend out of thirty two teams. So you know, the
1: whole Zach Wilson thing is a joke too.
0: I can't believe the jets knew that Aaron Rodgers put this much work in trying to come back this season
1: and they didn't go
0: out and get somebody to hold the place until he came back. I, I, that is one of the, that could go down as one of the biggest fumbles in the history of the NFL. They could have traded for, they could have traded for Justin Fields and had a chance. They, you know, you know, maybe they could have given a guy like Trey Lance a chance. Like, I know. Well, I mean, Trish, there are so many options they could have had.
1: Why didn't they? Why didn't they go go after Dobbs? I mean, they would have been the perfect team for Dobbs. Yep. They, they didn't give up anything for him. The Vikings. Nope.
0: Nope. And Aaron Rodgers put in all that work to come back from an Achilles injury that quickly, and he's going to come back to a four and twelve team or whatever. They, that's just. Well, you got to
1: wonder at that point. Are they even going to probably put him not? In there?
0: No, I would think no. But maybe he wants to play. It sounds like he wants to play which is the exact opposite attitude that he had around this time last year. Um, He went into the dark room saying he was retiring, and then he came out unretired. So, I don't know. Hot mess. It is a hot mess. Well, Joe, it's been fun talking football with you. I can't encourage everybody enough to watch Joe's fantasy football show on Sunday morning before the game. I will be on my way to the game during that time. I will have it on in the car on the radio. Very much looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Um, Very much looking forward to it. Um, To the rest of the Barroom Network, make sure you're watching the shows. Click the little bell on the YouTube page and be notified when we go live. Joe, is there anything else you have to say before we head out?
1: Uh yeah, I got at some point tomorrow. I think it's probably gonna be early afternoon, we'll confirm, but there's gonna be a somebody big just died. Norman Lear, uh the mastermind behind All in the Family and the Jeffersons, uh just active writer, producer for over 55, maybe 60 years, passed away at 101 years old the other day. Uh so we'll be doing a show about him at some point tomorrow afternoon. Uh, stay tuned to social media for exactly what time. I believe it'll be early afternoon. So that's coming up as well as I believe they're doing a Greg Gabriel football special tomorrow, although will be doing that. Uh, I believe you got Willis Twin Towers. And then I believe you have weekend sports betting tips. So big day at the ballroom tomorrow. And of course this weekend with all the Bears coverage. Then I just love talking baseball and football and all sports in general and it's been a fun show man i'm i i want to see where Otani signs i hope we know by the next show
0: absolutely i hope we know by the next show too who knows maybe we can green light a a emergency otani 20 minute podcast too if that if it happens at a time where everyone's available i already know that aldo was interested in something like that if he was traded back in august so I know that maybe we could talk to him about something along those lines, but you know, we'll have that figured out for everybody yeah. and just make sure you follow us on our socials at Barroom Network, at Joe Mandel, at Vinny Parisi, on Twitter to or on X to yeah. you know, kind of keep up with that. So I can't think of everybody enough for watching. I hope you enjoyed the baseball content, hopefully as the next two weeks go on. I did hear from my source that you can expect things to heat up over the next two weeks if Otani is signed by the end of the weekend, and I trust that word with my life so we'll see what happens but you know very much looking forward to hearing from each and every one of you and i will be back appearing on the barroom network next wednesday at 2 p.m when frank and i do bar down talking hockey and joe and i'll be back next thursday for another episode of crosstown crosstalk um i'm gonna predict it's not our next crosstown crosstalk though i have a feeling about otani yeah and I would love to go live, even if it's for 10 minutes, just to discuss what it's like yeah. with this new Well, team as soon that... as
1: you hear, you get word, you text me, because I know you're going to hear about it before I will.
0: Yeah. So maybe. It might be one of those things that we all hear at the same time and remember where we were.
1: Um, yeah. So
0: we shall see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. Joe, thank you Likewise. again, as always. Thank and you, everybody buddy. listening, as always, thank you for listening. Another happy landing.